0: The errands are gone now about the coal mines.
1: This is a story of work and hardship. 230 men from the Arigna coal mines on strike for a five-day week and better pay.
0: The mining is over for the boiler, anyway.
1: <laughs> Men from Dromkirn, Tarman, Drumshambo, Arigna.
0: In the Arigna area, there's a lot going that I work with. And even down here in Tarman too and on Dromkirn, they're going fast.
1: Men damaged by coal dust and work.
0: And some of them dying fairly young too, going at daily going at sicknesses. Slave cities.
1: labour, some call it still. hoking coal in low seams, hauling coal in hutches. The
0: miner has a fair amount of dust, God. And if he gets rock dust, his health gets very bad if he gets rock dust. Gets onto the lungs, there's no shifting of it.
1: You can see the damage. In the men's bodies.
0: Cold just isn't too bad, you know.
1: You can hear it in their voices. <coughs> what age were you, Tommy, when you started work? Well, it was
0: just case. gone 15 years.
1: At the time of the strike, Tommy Grouton and his fair? younger brother Phil Joe were giants so in the landscape. I was
0: happy enough, but I liked the work all right. I liked it all right.
1: Legendary for their strength, for the speed enough, of their work. I believe you were a hard worker.
0: Well, no, I was, that's right, I was a hard worker. And my brother as well was a very hard worker. Phil Joe. Aye, Phil Joe, He was great altogether.
1: Outside his home in Falchi, Tommy was a shadow what of that younger man, in alone room. in the fine two-storey we'll farmhouse in the hills looking down over Loch Allen. with
0: the pneumatic peak for uh, uh, like a year. that's working off the compressor with compression. He leant
1: on the stone wall, his small so body bent.
0: later with the machine again. When the roof would be suitable, you'd meet the roof bad at times. His big hands like talons, for the mission.
1: ingrained with soil and the marks of labour. it out
0: to the drawer, the drawer done the rest with it.
1: And what kind of tonnage now would you have moved in a day?
0: Well... I suppose 10 and 12 tonne of your 12 or 14 years of coal wall. It went out and... Went to the pit head and was weighed as it was coming out.
1: And would there have been many men able to <laughs> to bring out as much in a day as yourself and Phil Joe?
0: Ah well, there would. Oh, there were some great workers. Oh, there were great regna the men. There oh, was great workers. Oh, very, very hardy.
1: Was it hard work, Tommy?
0: Well, when you got used to it and got skilled. It that hair that came middle and easy to you. But the seams in the rigna was all shallow. They were mostly all from 17 to 21 inches. You were lying on your side now. Lying on the set rock, as they said. And the roof touching over your shoulder. So...
1: Were you ever afraid of it?
0: well you would at times like if you thought the roof was bad but if you had plenty of pillars and keep it keep it well pillared up you could live it safe enough now I think.
1: <coughs> How was your did you get cold dust at all?
0: Ah well I did and even in the last foil I feel it now a bit. Ah oh, you have uh, Everyone that walked in it has a certain amount of dust. Some, as they went by, if they got rock dust, oh, it comes very severe on your health. When you get a flu or a cold or hair getting out of it. But we done a file at the rock, at the museum tunnel to me and myself and my brother, boarding the rock and, and blasting it. Oh, there was plenty of dust there. Plenty of it. So my brother passed away in the last few years. I walked in plenty of wet conditions too, with drip from the roof spilling down at you. Sometimes you had to wear oilskins.
1: 40 years is, is a lifetime.
0: I know it is. It's a good foil, all right, it is. It's a good foil to be in out of the daylight.
1: Tell me then, there was a, there was a strike, wasn't it? Well, I suppose there were several strikes over the years, but... Was one, like, the strike was long, years bitter and divisive. Some men, like Tommy Gralton, were at Donald first Bush, reluctant four, to remember. Four months. But the story came back, fragmented. Well,
0: it's what I it. did, but I'd, uh, I surely was in that. I was working long before that. I was surely off with that strike. But I just can't remember it right now, with you believe I know, some of them did go on. There was one, I think, went on a couple of months, all right.
1: Peter McNiff is a guide in the Mining Museum in Rigna, uh, where the Groutons the bored with, the rock.
2: What is better to have fear in you, because if you decided, you know, I can't care, couldn't care, you just didn't prop
1: enough, and you then would definitely get hurt. And where you get some faint idea of what working conditions are like. I
2: from work at night. The men were still cutting coal and I was a long journey from here, many miles, and I could, have I'd be having a little of tea at home and getting something to eat, I could see the lights blinking every time that the machine would change, them, the, the jib would get stuck on the rock, the, the whole thing would stick and you had to keep turning the motor to get the jib off the rock and I, the lights in the house at home would go down every time and the whole valley. The lights would go down real yellow and come up again when it chopped. It was forcing the motor to get the jib off the rock.
1: Peter, listen to the water there dripping and coming down on the sides. Was, was that constant for you when you were working?
2: At the cold face you were releasing water, new water every time. So water be dripping in a mine. Was, if you would just stopped for any second that there was no noise going on or an idle time, all you would hear was water. Water all the way. We had smaller tunnels, and it didn't make as big an impact, because it's fallen less of a distance. But in the main, or t- main tunnel, for it to be higher, it, it, you'd hear it much better. But in a walking uh, mine, during the working day, a matter of much water was falling, you wouldn't hear it, because the noise of men shoveling hutches on rail track, only in the late hours of night. Also in the mountains in Orygna, we took out the coal seams, and we extended the tunnels with explored, and we packed the stuff back, that we blew down in place of the coal, to get rid of a number one behind the little wooden props called the pillars that held up the seal and packed it back behind them. And basically, that packing was tightened by the mountain coming down slowly. And roughly, we were told from the people who followed it up very closely, not from us as workers, that it came down almost 50% what the seam of whatever to coal and in that process, in the late hours of the night, you near know, the coal face, if there was silence and if the coal cutter wasn't recutting, the hear the mountain coming down, the cracks of the rocks, the timbers breaking, as they were being bent by the weight of the mountain, and actually the bits falling off the ceiling, chips out of the giants falling, and actually it was very frightening. It was one of the things, see in the daytime the same thing was probably happening, but because of the noise, you didn't hear it but only in the later silent part from 12 o'clock onwards that the code cutter was operating. That's the hours they operated cutting code from 12 o'clock until morning to recut the cord for everybody who was going home. That was the system. I was uh, near to being killed
3: several times. It's just, I don't know how, just God saved me in a while, but uh, I was three very near ones now. And the neighbour of ours over there, Charlie Gaffney, was a grand young lad, and he was he was walking on the place... Just above me. This is my uncle, Just Michael Gwigan, Mickey Curley. To, you know, the dark? I mean, and Jesus came up. He said, Charlie, yeah, he's after getting, he's held with his door. He was one of the main strike he said, leaders. He was one of Frankie Early and Paddy McManus was there too. And I oh, there's a big lump, of, we used a bullet of a And, and you know, he was only young and small, and it, 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 fell, in, it fell in his head. I thought he was he was knocked out, he was gone. And went to no, I only bring him out in a hut, out shout, and down the mountain and they thought he was dead and he was left below in the pit head for three or four hours in an open fucker shed lying on a door, waiting for the doctor and an ambulance. They never even they never even notified the father or mother. I woke up and we work, I used to the father. I thought he was going to and you know. he He was... He was eight days semi-conscious after. He never was the same after. Never was the same. Never was. Oh, no, it was rough. It was rough. You were on, you were on your own once, you was You were on peace work from the to day one. Four. Just that... Um, your comrades had you out up the opposite? The men worked on a peace rate. So there nothing else for you at the time. In mm. fact, got worse because the work got Paid down. for how much coal they cut they, or they, drew in a day. But in the airfix in 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 1958, and yes, they killed the best of them. The airfix was fucking deadly. Big heavy airfix and old cable hood. You were in peace, we cutting so much a ton and. Oh no, deer pigs! You got those old dust and fumes and you no know, smoke off the blood. Yeah, those deer pigs killed the best of I mean. They Did like those some got used and handy at them, but there was more men, you know, the never of haunted ones. that they didn't, uh, they didn't, hadn't, didn't get the knack of them, and they were came kind to of working against the grain, and Jesus Christ, was, it was, it was slave labour now. I when the priest come in to me and Frankie, here they were, they were a and he was from uh, Alaska somewhere. And we were lying down on the rock, and I said, oh, pure damp, I bit of that on as well. And he said he was in Alaska, and he said he never seen anything like it. So he'd actually like the conditions. Oh, brutal. When you put on your clothes in the morning, you wouldn't see it, or dust. The clothes dried to the fire the night before. So when I was there first, it was all hand The
1: mines were owned and run by the ladens, uh, the Vincent machine, and Miho. The ladens also ran the region. shop in Rignet. I
3: tried it up here on the whole mountain, but I used to, that was the first job you got drawn. Mm. And then when you were a few years of that, you got cotton. Mm. What was the drawing like? You had a Yeah, oh, your hutch and the wood was of fucking job. Low roads and broken timber and, and Christ maybe you might you might you have uh, uh, your back and then you hit it and take a scab off it and uh Yeah, but six or seven hundred in your hutch, so that was to Six that. or seven hundred weight. Wait,
1: yeah. And then, when when was the first strike in the pit? Oh, no Vincent idea. drove a Mercedes. I don't remember what car Michal had. The men rattled uh, to work the on the back of an open-topped lorry.
3: They used to divide and conquer, you know, that kind of way. They had, they had a lot of old, old latchicos that was carrying news and going to the back door and that was...
1: And then, Mickey, the, the big strike in '68. How did that start?
3: We, we had a claim in that about the five day week, and they were looking right for a on the five day week, and the news was coming to a head. And because they the picked her out to one or two of the drawers in Rock Hill, and they pulled out uh, unofficial, and they came. We went on this mountain and so uh, they came up in the follow up on the morning and picking it over road and we went home and that was the eleventh of November, that was the start of it. So it went from it went from that end to February. How did And the priest took stage in we it too, So hardship. Oh, I don't do that. There. But well, that's a herself and and there was very few rewards so there was and there was that no value more than a dog,
1: that's a bit sure. Only a number my godfather, Charlie Smith, was a firesman, a foreman in the mines. He worked on while the men were out, faced their hostility. He lives half a mile from my uncle, but their worlds apart.
4: And then I had another place I was after the machine. And we hauled out on old Watkins. And it was full of water. And the water came gushing in. And I was nearly drowned. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so, now I had them, but I wouldn't pass <coughs> much marks on me. When you get But I was in, in the whole lot of it, I was... Forty four years in <clears> it. <throat> and I suppose it's just time for me to leave it at
1: <clears throat> When you say you were firesman, Charlie, what, what did that involve?
4: That involved the run of the whole the whole place.
1: So a kind of foreman.
4: F- foreman, yeah. <clears throat> you meet some grand fellas and some fellas very comical and humorous, and then you could meet. You could meet. I, I, I could name him you now if I. Oh no, not to be here too far away.
1: <clears throat> <coughs> but I suppose some people didn't like being told what to do or asked to do. Some that.
4: people wouldn't like, and, and some people would. I mean, what they were doing, no matter what they were doing, they were doing it right. Rows were a common thing. There was some people who walk out. Couldn't stress about anything. Couldn't stress about anything. And the smallest of things. There was hardly a day. I found some part of it. Some of them was in the union, some of them wasn't, and some of them wouldn't join the union no matter what. But for myself, I was forty-four years, and I never was in the union. When he got to be four man, you wouldn't be taken in the union anyways. It was the worst job I've ever had. Everybody was actually about something, and then come out in the pub, and here and there, and I, I got fed up with it, and I, in the latter end, I put my bag on my shoulder, and I went out, walked out. The long strike, it was 27 weeks. An ugly strike, those to 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 ugly things done, and... I was, uh, I was, I was, I was held up several times going to work, but I, I went to work. There were pickets. it was, all the men in the was on the picket. I wow. one time. I and 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 from time to time it was well, but I didn't pass much marks. So I carried on. wasn't easy. Because you knew you knew well that, you know, that there were some of them he totally against him I used to push the care as well as I could to push it through them and finished up the they 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 the, they called a heart to water and for for uh, uh, five day a five-day week, uh, four, four, five day a four-five-day week, and they weren't, they weren't entitled to a five-day week. They were on a six-day week, and they weren't entitled. And I think, I think they weren't entitled. To it It was, it was, a fault. It was, it was the ladens' fault. Give them the bloody extra, and, and uh, the be... I'd say that'd be in the pocket of the rest.
1: so you <clears throat> you agreed with what they were looking for, even though you didn't i it, agreed but i go couldn't on strike.
4: i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't say that i see i would lo- lose my job and uh, and i did it would not be a big loss
1: <clears throat> and <clears throat> did many men go on working? through
4: that time? They did five or six. Five or six. And in fact, all them five or six are dead, too. I'd say they were, they were kind of forced into it or they wouldn't. Know the world. And then the were young men, young lads, you know, that they just didn't know right what what had meant to this strike and
1: There was a good deal of bitterness out of that, wasn't there? Right?
4: There was a good deal of bitterness. There was a good deal of bitterness, and it's only very lately that it settled down that. and to be upcasted. Well, when I was there, and I was I was stuck on it, I was I, I, I was I was glad they stuck to be to, to principal shool. But since that I'm sorry for I have nothing to do with the winds. I wouldn't go back no road. If I could do it all again I would not go to the pits. No, it's the last thing I think you could do. I was delighted the day I left it.
1: And when the men went back to work in '69, Charlie, after the strike, was there was there any uh, were they hard with you, or did you find it hard to work with them?
4: After? Well, in fact, no. That didn't. No, there was there was there was. There was some of them. There was some of them <clears throat> that in fact that's some of them written didn't many me the time of day since. But uh, I the fellas have worked along with me, they're never passionate from
1: And was there any bad feeling in the pubs or around, socially? There
4: was occasionally. Occasionally there was. Occasionally there was. You dig here and there. Pass no heat of it.
1: When the mining museum opened, it opened up old memories. Scars for some families who would never known the extent of the hardship and suffering in the pits. We've seen some hurt with people here, from the... had to think about
2: how they're. I, we've seen people so upset inside that we didn't know what to say to them. We felt upset ourselves with it because there were people we knew about thinking about. For the, their husband had to walk in in the water and and the, and the narrow spaces, and the, the, the way that he, his health had broken down, and that he never told them. You know, that it was so difficult and that. But like, it was just mining, and really, like you know, and it was. Um, I mean, something that was there for always and it had never changed. As some mines wouldn't be as wet as others and some mines would have better ceiling than others. And, you know, you'd have all those things, but if you're in a difficult, very weak ceiling and a very wet mine, you really had an awful hard time in it. But the feeling of people, let's back, go back to the feeling of people for thinking back on their husband, which they never seen very what. They heard about it in some detail, but to see it really hurt them. We've seen a lot of tears here in the early years with members of families who are ex-minors and had passed away. Um, like it was, we never thought that might happen. The day we opened and the first time we came to people, that wasn't in our mind that we would see that happening, you know, but it was real, it was real. It was, uh, it was hurt, it just hurt, you know. Anybody, um, a, a mother of the children, to I mean, with the youth girls, you know.
5: When, when we were up there in uh, Lynch's, now there was old workings there with men that men worked in a generation or two before us. So in certain spots, we went out onto the old workings. And the tunnels that were driven in that time were very low, just that a man could move on his hands and knees. So the amazing thing about it, we could see the tracks of the trolleys they used, they were called breast carts. They were really boxes with two skids on the bottom to run along the rock, and uh, there was a, a rope harness in that they tied onto it and put it round their shoulder, and they were able to pull it along. Some of them had tracks of it to their grave with them, where it cut into them, you know. So uh, Tom Fallon from
1: Drumkieran, oh, who led the strike yeah. with Michael Guihan knows his history. He remembers with quiet yeah. passion a, what the a, a men a, were a, striking a, for. There and why they were right to strike.
5: I I just wrote them down this morning as I thought of them, Mm. you know. And uh, sure, I suppose we had our differences, but there was a great camaraderie and all that, you know, for the most part. So now, these were the the main issues that were there staring us the whole time. And the problem we had with any of these issues that uh, the company had the knack of saying... Would we'll give you sixpence a tonne more and forget about the conditions. I mean, well, they wouldn't say it, but they, they, the meet would take place and uh, that would be through union. So sixpence a tonne more, so much on the shift. And uh, uh, we had to put that to the manager. We, we had uh, no meeting with the clergyman in Arigna but he did be against us. Uh, the, the best the others, John Durham, Cairndham, Shambhal, Lee the whole Ballyfernan they stood back at, at, at very best. What made us to be able to stick on and uh, made the laden come to the table, finally, I would think, that he got on the pulpit and he said to the women of Arigna, tell your men to be thankful to have a job, go back to it. They came out of the mess and they they said that man isn't interested in our men and that stinted up the thing then, that stinted up the thing. Unsung heroes were the the women and families behind the men, you know, because they had to try and make ends meet. We were well aware of that and that is the sadness of a strike, you know. Everybody can do without it, but some more than others now, it has to be said. Some more than others. You have to put down your foot an odd time was am saying. You may lose a, a bit of money, but you, you, you gain a bit of a principle all the same every time, you know, because that company knows that your path you will do they they won't rub the feet as much in you. If a if a biller would say gets away with it, sure he'll do the same today, won't you get work done as cheap as you can? That I, I always seen it a bit that it's up to the men to stand up and be counted, sort of, you know. You have to. You have to do that. You have to do that. I think that you have to get people together and and uh, fight for a cause. You know, when you're young anyway, and you're able to do it, and by and large, you'll have a better society and a, a better country out of it. You know, we're all men now. When it's all over. What was
1: it? what started the strike, do you remember, Charlie? I mean, they were looking for a five-day week.
5: We're
6: looking for a five-day week now. And Charlie we had, Hopkins from Origna remembers position, a lot of what uh, went on the at that time. But uh, a small number of drawers in, in uh, Rockhill Pit went out on strike over... Um, they were looking for an increase in wages on the turn of coal. And that started an official strike. And of course Leighton locked us out so we were we couldn't go back and work the, the, the time for work the, the um the the length of time that was needed to to make the strike official. So we ended up with a an unofficial dispute. What age were you then? I was nineteen at that time, and I mean, was the spokesperson uh, for the drawers at the time. You know, I remember clearly the night that the two boys were sent back and there was about seven or eight of us and I I, I would have been great mates with the inches lads and we made them and we were standing down the corner probably in the store and he slammed the door we could hear the bang of the door That's it, that they were going to go back but they knew that uh that had the damage done because he was hoping that for years before that, I suppose for 20 years before that, the place had been racked with unofficial disputes. You know, we never had a proper uh, official strike and then you'd have lads breaking the strike and going back to work and all that sort of carry on. And he knew that it was history repeating mm-hmm. itself. Uh, We had a big march to Carrick and Shannon, a lot of publicity, and the ESB uh, intervened at that time to offer uh, an increase to the to the lanes, and uh, they and Torthorn were able to to um, give in to some of our demands, not them all, but uh, some of them anyway. But you got the five-day week. We got the five-day week at that time. And uh, a lot of controversy, we had an local priest in Arigna who went against the strike and uh, even interfered and had what was called, or termed at the time, a housewives ballot. And he preached on the altar that if the men didn't go back to work, the women should not cook their dinner or do anything for them. So the ballot was issued um, to the women in the church and uh, was returning to them, and he, he called a meeting, I remember on a Sunday evening, and he had this ballot. But, uh,
1: and what way did that the, <laughs> the, way the, ballot the, go? The,
6: the ballot was put into a bucket and was burnt, and never was counted at all. And that was the beginning of the end for the priest as well. Because when the strike was over, um, he looked for monies to do some renovations on the church, and he got no response. So the bishop moved him on. He got his answer. He did. He did. And did he did he accuse the men of being communists? Oh he did, he he read from the altar that we were communists uh, mm-hmm. and it was at, at the there was two masses in the region at that time there was one at eight o'clock and then one at, at eleven and a number of us had heard about it because he had said it at first mass, so we decided if he said it at second mass that we'd walk out. We were the young lads and there was Jogan Merton and, and John Peck and McManus and um, Johnny, the Clyde, Gwyn, and Seamus Gilouli, and myself, and a few more. So it was serious stuff, because there was no money to be had Mm -hmm. at all, at the time.
1: And that march then, uh, to Carrick, Charlie, do you you remember that? Oh, I do
6: indeed, I do indeed. And, I remember there was there was a, a few people trying to prevent it, but it didn't happen. But uh, it got great publicity, and at the Champa Vocational School, Pather uh, Griffin was the headmaster, and he had the flag uh, at half-mast. And, uh, and then at Leedsman Village, there was a local shopkeeper, Eddie Gwyand, who was down in, in Turman, and Eddie had cranberry cans of tea and sandwiches, and, you know, it was... Did some men continue
1: to work then while
6: the strike was on? Oh, they did. Now that that was mostly that that was was that was the saddest part. Often I suppose Vincent laid, I suppose uh, thinking that he was helping, got a group of men to go back to work. They were mostly from uh, the Taran area, and then the the lorry drivers were from Arigna, but. Um, that was resisted uh, greatly. I remember uh, we went down to the power station. I remember a fella called Kyle John Kyle, I think it was. And he lay in front of the lorry. You know, had his head right up to the wheel. And the driver was going to drive, but the girl stopped him. And I can see his head just under the front of an old E C truck. And the driver revving the, the, the truck. Like it was, you know, it was awful dangerous uh, stuff now. The girl the, uh eventually, Vincent Dayton was there too and the girls, uh told him you better back off because you're not going anywhere. here nobody could we? all we had was was blackouts you know scabs go home you know whatever sort of makeshift uh, uh, blackouts we all we all give them the message in writing and I was shouting at them <laughs> yeah like we I can remember the feeling of hatred that we had, you know, that these colleagues of ours should do such a thing.
1: After you all went back to work then, did you talk to, at all to any of the men who broke the strike? Did you ever talk
6: to them? We met them in dance halls, but they weren't afraid to go to the dance halls. You know, they were young fellows and they were afraid to go out for years, I'd say, afterwards. And I remember at the Ministers Road that took place, now I wasn't at the dance. Down at them and there was two of the lads were seriously injured. And that was all over the strike. See, there weren't more colleagues of, all, of ours either. We had a different, no lad on our side, apart from a couple of the lorry drivers, and we gave them lots of stick for long enough, you know, called them scabs and all that, you know.
1: Do you remember the day you went back
6: to work? I do. Vividly now. As I say, when, when the strike, uh, the unofficial strike, strike, we were about six months in, in uh, Rock Hale Pit, and we were on an air pick run. But we were working in bad conditions uh, as well, you know, and uh, very hard cold. It was just cold that wasn't viable to take out with the cold cutting machine. So with a foreman there, that wasn't that nice. But he was uh, he was a pure dog, a pure dog. He gave the main dogs abuse, you know. But uh, yeah, that, that wasn't a nice period. Working for that fellow, I was. That's why I went to. I went to America to there. I got away for twelve months, and was glad to get away from it. But I know that there was tremendous animosity up on on, uh, on Lynch's Mountain. There was there was war up there. Uh, it created a lot of bitterness, anyways, and it was a bad feeling, and ill feeling, and divided neighbours and even cousins, split. It's sort of serious... Have you talked to Michael Green, has he? We have, him? yeah, we talked to Michael Green. What him, form yeah. is he, in? We... Bad, <laughs> you know? Not bad,
1: you know. He said he wouldn't set foot in the museum. Yeah,
6: yeah. Well, I wouldn't have much... Uh, uh, it's not telling it the true picture. In the first place, it's not a genuine museum. It was an old Rockton, and we never... That never uh, had coal mine in the way that coal mine it was done, you know. But they just... It's a camouflaged... Job, So we wouldn't see it as an authentic uh, thing at all, but well, that's maybe why. I didn't want to mm. say that, but you know, it's as well to, to see it. I don't want to be the down list bringing in tourists, and if it is, good luck to it, you know. But there's a lot of no, fantasy.
1: So you saw people
2: crying in here. We've seen people so hot when they've seen the reality of the, the place for men at the walk, it like, uh, it's really, really rare because, like, it's, a, it's understandable, like, the mines were suitable we for people to visit, like, with the lower tunnels and the ceiling problems and all, like, uh, so it's only to be a to kind of, experience for the, the memories of the many ways of mining, of people that mine, like.
0: Thank
2: you very much,
1: as you leave the museum, you see photos, some of the history of the area, many of the characters, musical history, social history. That's
2: Paddy Mac's wife, Betty McManus, and that's Betty's sister, that's Sean Wynn's sister down here, that's Sean Suzanne, as they call him. Yes, some of the miners, named and unnamed. Just having a bit of fun but they're just some of the realities there. Uh, there's a, a photograph of the strike there.
1: And in a corner, almost hidden away, a small memory of that 68-69 strike. Mickey. Mickey, yeah. Tom Fallon and Johnny Clyde. They're, they're, there's a bit on there at the bottom, but I'm not
2: sure, it's on a 12-mile 12, 12 march, to Carrick and Shannon. Um,
1: better, better walking, walking on it, 1969, yeah. That's just... Arigna Minor strike for five days a week um, and I get from Johnny Clyde Tom Fallon
2: Just now getting this John m- De John De Cullen, John De Cullen and um, I, I know his face, but I can't well actually
1: we have him here um, isn't there. Patrick Morrow Jogan Martin John P. McManus uh, yeah. Joe, Cullen, Joe Cullen Michael Guihan, Joe, Joe, Joe Smith Joe Smith John, John Gwyn Tom, Tom Fallon that's it
2: you have them surely They're there
1: on the march how was right, the strike was settled? The, the way it was, was the done things then: things it, so yeah. politicians yeah. putting yeah. pressure on, the and ESB so giving more money to the owners for the coal, the men getting their five-day week, Correct. and slightly improved pay.
2: The government got the ESB to mm-hmm. increase the price of coal to the company to cover the cost. Mm-hmm. That's the way it And then end, the problem was the coal was soft. Deal, the ESB wanted to close it because the coal was so dear on them. The coal, they were paying 68 pound a ton for coal here in Riga. At the time, they were buying American coal at twenty-seven pound ton below, and money pine for the station mm. delivered. So there was
1: it was. The strikes, the creases were given
2: to set the strikes. Yeah.
1: You were saying that that Miles Miles McPadden, who yes. was a great wish That he had a few good good lines about the about the mines.
0: Oh, I said the mines was kind of like purgatory. It was. You suffer for a time before you go to America. I know a lot of the workers in the coal mines they pulled out after a foil and went to America.
1: Back in Tarman, and three days before he dies, Tommy Gralton begins to remember more about that strike. Did you did yourself and, and, and Phil Joe and a, a few more men from around did you work part of that time through through that strike? Was there a...
0: Oh, I know there was a strike that we The company kind of forced us, would we go out and work? There was the pig 12 and forced them, would they go ahead and do bits of work? Work gone. But after a couple of weeks, there was a settlement granted and we were back with the rest again. And going out during the strike and all that, well, it was bitter for a while, but... It went off after a while. Time healed it off. It came to an end, the bitterness and all that.
1: And was it it some of the ladens then who wanted the the, the twelve men to...
0: (coughs) Oh, it was. It was. It was. They picked out twelve out of it. And asked it would we try and Go to work and break up the strike. But we agreed and did go. But they didn't they weren't keen to work with us now, the ones that went out during the strike. For a foil.
1: Suppose again Tommy was saying I was only whatever I was to say, a lad about eight or nine, but I remember the you know, hard old things being said at yeah. the time. About some of the men like yourselves who, who did come into work, you aye, know, and, aye, aye. and I wasn't at the word scab being used, aye, you know. But and did, did, did anyone ever say anything like that to you, or was it?
0: Ah, they did, they did. Uh, oh, they would call you scab at the time when you, when you volleyed on and uh, breaking up the strike. Oh, you get that title, surely, surely, but uh, it didn't stay long and you.
1: At his funeral master's old pit lamp. And a sod of turf are carried to the altar.
0: But I know ten vexed sure.
1: men who had fought bitterly at the time of the strike stand together, help to dig and fill his grave.
0: But I know after we done it, it never was done later. That was then they would too. No one is ever going to bother again to go buy a picket.
1: Tommy, coming back to the to them times and and it's forty years ago now since since that strike is hard to believe, but did any afterwards did it did in, <laughs> did the Ladens ever thank you for I know for, for what you did you no
0: know? no no the same as you' done it on your own it didn't catch you up that much no no
1: 40 years on, there's little to commemorate a strike that scarred a community and altered the balance of power within it. The mines closed, the company wound up, the power station shut, the chimney gone, Vincent Layden and me, Michal dead. And did you ever say anything back to any of the men who...
0: Uh, well, no, this? I didn't, know. Uh, you couldn't be saying anything back. Because you, you knew yourself, you were at fault uh, to go by and to go by the picket, you were at fault yourself. There was no one at fault, only yourself, to do it. But you had to put up with that yourself.
1: Memory lasts as long as it does and is gone.
0: Oh, I know that the word, oh, the world I know the the workers was very vexed about it. Oh, the title was going about scab, it was going wholesale. Oh, it was. But it'll hardly, it'll hardly ever be heard again with the mine and coming to an end, and it'll never be heard around the Arigna area again.
1: Whenever I drive that long, bleak stretch of road from the galley bridge towards McCran's pub on the foot of the Arigna road, I picture the line of men walking to Carrick 40 years ago. The windmills turn on the hills over Arigna.
0: I know all the errands way back in the pubs they so were all connected to the coal
4: mines.
0: Hmm. They'd be asking you how you were getting on in the pit and what height was your coal and all this. And it was all the talk about the the pits in the area. But the errands are gone now about the coal mines. So the mines is the mines has closed and the story has ended.
1: If you enjoyed this documentary, you might like to listen to our other documentary on one productions, visit RTE.ie forward slash one.